It's a blessing. And we want everybody to receive a blessing today. Okay, God isn't done yet. Right? God isn't done. God is still here. I'm going to apologize right at the beginning here. I've had this stuff going on in my throat. So I may have to pause for a minute, okay? Uh, sometimes if I really get talking, I do one of those things Andrew's doing, okay? I get coughing, right? So I may just have to pause. I'm just going to let you know right now. I feel fine. I feel great. But it's just that junk. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I think everybody's probably had it or some form of it or something. I don't know. But it's the stuff that's going around, change of weather, whatever. But uh, anyway, I want to, I, I, again, I think... Okay. Gotcha. I couldn't read what he was saying up there. He's flashing me a message. I'm like, what? <laughs> all right. So I'll do this. All right. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I was ahead of your. I was ahead of it already. But thanks for the reminder. Well, thank you. Um, for this opportunity to come preach the word today. Pastor, thank you. And uh, I, we love our pastor. Amen. Amen. He's a good man. Amen. We do honor you today. And just thank you for all that you do. Uh, you know, sometimes one of the greatest things you can have is stickability. Right? Staying with something. When times get tough, you don't run away. You know, you, you want to make sure that you have somebody on your side that can stick with it. Okay, stick it out, tough it out. And that's a challenge sometimes, just to tough things out. You got to develop some toughness. And, and that's a good quality in, in person. And uh, we know Pastor, he has that toughness, that stickability, right? I'm sure there's times you might have felt like, you know, why in the world am I doing it? I don't have to do this. But he choose, he chose, and he stays with it. Through the thick and through the thin, he's staying with it. And we do appreciate, appreciate all that. Um, you, can, you know what? You guys can be seated. I'm going to read my scripture a little bit later here. I've been thinking on some things and, and dealing with... Uh, just dealing with stuff. And, you know, going through life, a lot of times, how we handle life is how do we interpret things? How do we see things? How do we understand things? Now, I know everybody's here at one time or another. You've been misunderstood, right? Maybe you said something. Maybe you did something. And then another person just took it completely. Right? And you're like, that's not what I meant. Then there's other times somebody said something or did something, and you took it completely different, the wrong way, possibly. And, and that happens in life. It's just how, how do we interpret certain things that happen in life? I'm going to call this the interpreta- interpreting the struggle. Right? Sometimes my biggest struggle is just getting words out right. 
Okay, my mind's going one direction, but my tongue is going the other. You know, that little pink devil inside the pearly gates, that's the, that's the hardest devil to control sometimes. Gets you in a lot of trouble. But anyway, I was thinking on this, uh, on this thing, and, and this is uh, where I kind of base, if you would call it, my philosophy on. And, and this is kind of what I've been growing into and in my understanding. And I've been studying the Word of God for more than 40 years now. And, and, and generally, I don't just read. I like to study it. Right? I want to get in. I want to mine it, right? I'm like a, I feel like I'm a, I'm a gold miner, right? I'm looking for the nuggets, right? I'm looking for the truth. I want to lay hold of something. It's just something inside of me since I got saved. I just loved it. Right? I just love the Word. I want an end to the Word, and that's what I like. And I don't expect everybody else to do that, and it's probably not needful to, uh, to get into it that, that depth, that level. But hopefully you do have a hunger for the Word of God. It is the truth. That's what's going to save us. That's what's going to keep us. It's by His Word. And we develop that hunger deep inside of us. But as, as we go along, things become clearer, and understanding gets better. Um, you know, and I, and I try to find some absolutes. I, I was always thinking, in life, you have to have some absolutes. And we can hang on to some absolutes. It's those variables that give us a hard time. And we get really hung up on variables sometimes. Now, this is really, really hard for OCD people, right? Because they have, they have everything. Okay, and everything isn't like that all the time, right? There's these variables that you got to deal with, and they really frustrate us sometimes. And then there's just some things you have to come to grips with that you're just not going to know. <laughs> absolutes on. Now, I, I go back to some absolutes. This is as much I know. I know there is a God. And I know that Jesus is God. Amen. He is our one and only Savior. If I'm going to be saved, I'm going to have to put my faith and trust in him. And this is an absolute. If, if, if the the main foundation of your life is to love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. Just with everything within you, you love God and you love your neighbor as yourself. Man, if we can get that, if we can get that figured out, you're doing really good, right? That's a good foundation right there. It won't be shaken. If you can lay hold of that, that won't be shaken. You start building the building. There might be some variables here and there, but that foundation, you can lay that foundation and you can be assured on that foundation. Loving God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, everything that's within you, and loving your neighbor, and loving yourself. You know, sometimes people get so down on themselves, and you don't need to be so down on yourself. Let me give you a revelation. We all mess up. You may be thinking you're the biggest mess up out there. And believe me, you're in great competition with me, okay? You're in some big competition. Because I mess up so much, and I keep messing up, and I keep thinking to myself, one of these days I'll get some stuff figured out. But it's still mess ups, right? It's just mess ups. I feel sorry for my wife having to deal with this stuff all the time, you know, the only, only thing I can think of when she married me because she felt sorry for me. She thought, nobody else is going to have this poor slob. If he's got any hope, the Lord must have spoke to her. Listen, 
you got a job cut out for you, but I made you just for this task. You know, and she might have been thinking, well, Lord, he doesn't even wear cowboy boots. Because all the men in her life, her brothers, her dad, and stuff, they all wear cowboy boots. You know, they're from Texas. You know, anyway. She, 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 uh, she must have felt sorry for him. You know, another thing, maybe she just fell in love. You know, when you fall in love, when you get in really love with somebody, forget logic. Logic goes out the window. <laughs> Whatever's going on in your brain, it overrules everything else. Because if it was logical, she wouldn't have done it. But, uh, so she must have been in love or something, you know. And it over, overrules everything. You know, you get all this and all this other stuff. And it doesn't really matter how old you are either, right? Right? You just... You just just get all the, just do crazy stuff because you're in love. You know, it's that the thrill of it. So anyway, so I'm going through I'm going through some processes, and and this is my understanding as we went through. I know we've been going through Genesis, and I keep going back to this because it's just a, a foundation point. Now, see, it, it, with Adam and Eve, you know, you can argue all day long when was Adam and Eve born, how long ago it was. You know, was was there another creation besides that? Blah 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 blah. But the metaphor is definitely true okay i'm going to stick with the metaphor right adam was made from the ground and then that ground got cursed and when you leave the ground to its own what happens thorns and thistles weeds that's going to come up the only way you're going to produce anything that's good you're going to have to plant it okay you're going to have to work at it it's going to have you're going to have to develop it you know, we are that ground. This body, this soul right here, we are that ground. And if we want something good to come out of this, we got to work on it. we got to develop it. You say, oh, Brother Rick, well, I just have faith in God. Well, that's awesome. That's your foundation. Right? But you don't read anywhere in the Bible where uh, nothing positive happened without somebody doing the work. Okay? God provides ground he provided the means and he'll provide the rain he'll provide the blessing god will do his part but many times he's just waiting on us to take initiative that he can bless okay god's wanting you to give him something to work with something he can bless you know just like the lesson today god's wanting to pour out some blessings but you got to open up the channel right you got to give yourself you're not going to outgive god it always comes back with more with abundance Okay, you plant, the harvest is going to be abundant. And that's something we have to believe. And, and sometimes it's timing. All of the harvest is timing. You plant at certain times, you harvest at certain times. And sometimes it depends what you're planting. If you're planting an apple tree, you don't expect to harvest in six months. Right? It's going to take a while. But you keep planting. You keep going. You keep pressing. You keep moving. And, and things, this, things happen. And through this all, there's just struggles. There's through the struggles. And it's hard. It's hard to keep focus and keep faith. I'm looking at this, I'm thinking the hardest thing, some of the hardest things that you've got to deal with. And we're talking about Noah. Okay. Noah and his three sons, this eight people, his wife, his, his daughters, or his, his son's wife, are all on this ark. Ark. And what else is on the ark? Animals are on the ark. Insects. The stuff. 
Okay, so you got to, we got to plan. Okay, we're going on the ark. Not only we got to build the ark, we got to have what? Got to have food. Got to have a plan. We're going to have to store a bunch of food on this ark. If we're going to take care of all these animals. Now, what else? Okay, we're on the ark. We're going to be on it for who knows how long. I know they were on it probably a year, but what's that? Facilities. Okay, you got to have a kitchen. <laughs> facilities. Now, it's one thing about human facilities. I don't know if they figured out how to set an elephant on the toilet. You got to have some big shovels. Okay, this is, we're talking about life, right? Life. Okay, life on this ark maybe isn't what all it's made up to be. One person said, the only way you survive the ark is because of the storm on the outside. It's the best alternative at the moment if you're going to survive. There was a lot of stuff on that ark. No dinosaurs were on it. Brontosaurus was on that ark. But see, those guys never made it off. You know why? Because Ham and Shem and Japheth, they went in to clean the stall and Dad, Brontosaurus burgers tonight. <laughs> We're not doing this for anymore. Right? So they never made it off. Right? That's what happened to them. See, you know, they, just, they became barbecue, right? Enough of this. They got rid of it. But yeah, you guess you gotta the stuff every single day, day in, day out, every single day. And you can't let it go, right? You just, you just can't, you know. <laughs> it just keeps getting bigger. And, and maybe you quit feeding them or something. I don't know. But, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, think about life in the ark. There's just junk that you have to deal with all the time, and it doesn't go away. And you gripe, you complain. It's like, why do I have to do this? Why can't somebody else do it? Wait, there is nobody else. I got to do it. But I don't like doing it. It's nasty. It's, it's crummy. I just, I mean... I'm jumping ship, right? Says I'm out of here. Uh, but you can't. Okay, so you got to stay in it. And sometimes in life, that's what it is. You just got to stay with something even though you don't like it. But how do you handle it? I used to work up in Elk Grove Village. I lived in Aurora. I worked in Elk Grove, Elk Grove Village. I had to drive the, the parking lot that they called the expressway. Uh, you know... They call it a parkway for a reason. <laughs> so you had a, I had to battle all that every single day. So you get home, and you get, you know, you got gripe. You know, man, it took me two hours to get home today or three hours to get home today. And now it's snowing. It's going to take me four hours to get home. You know, just gripe and complain and gripe and complain. And it doesn't change it, right? So you gotta, you got to figure out what's going on with it. What can you do? Well, you could put on some good preaching Tapes, back then we had tapes. You guys, anybody know what tapes are? Okay, youngers don't, you know. Put in a tape. Okay, put in, a, put in something that's going to help me. Um, but, you know, instead of just griping and complaining about something. Um, now, there's stuff in your life, no doubt about it, that you have to do that you don't like to do. I mean, everybody has those. But it's how you deal with the struggle. What is the... What is the 
you know, why am I going through this? What, how do I interpret this? Or, or how can I make sense of it? You know, how long is it going to last? How long am I going to last? You know, how long can I, can I put up with, with, with all the kids in the house? Okay. How can I put up with one kid in the house? Uh, you know, how, how can I handle this relationship? You know, why, you know, it's just, a, it's just a bad situation. How can I handle this crummy job that I, I'm in? How can I handle going to school like I'm doing? How can I handle all this and that? And it's just, it's just life. And we look at it as maybe this big weight on us and it's wanting to push us down. And we're thinking, you know, why is this happening to me? Why do I have to go through all this stuff? And it becomes the struggle. It's just a constant struggle. And I started thinking to myself, self, think. Yeah, it's hard to do, but so I said, think. So I got a, another revelation today, or not today, but here in the last couple weeks. Um, do you guys know what is dangerous? It's dangerous hanging around dangerous people because dangerous people do crazy stuff. So I was hanging around some dangerous people. One of them was Chris Ingram. I don't know if you guys know Chris. I think he's here in Pontiac. Chris Ingram, he goes to the gym. So he comes up with this stuff he's doing. He says, okay, I'm going to do 500 push-ups. 500 push-ups? Who in the world does 500 push-ups? I'm not doing 500 push-ups. But he got, he got, uh, this was about four months ago or so. I started doing just some little workouts with him. And he got into doing all these burpees. I'm like, I hate burpees. I don't like doing burpees. I don't want to do burpees. He said, well, we're doing burpees today. I said, okay, do some burpees. I don't know if everybody know what a burpee is. It's kind of where you fall on the ground and do a push-up and you jump back up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not doing one for you. Uh, so anyway, he got, me, he got me doing these, all right? And after I've done them for a while, I'm like, you know, these aren't so bad. Okay, we can do this. We can do this. And, and then we got a group of like four or five guys, you know, we started doing stuff. And there was this guy in there, Doug Barrett. He's like two years older than I am. And he's just smoking me. Like, How in the world does he do that? How does he have that much endurance and stuff? And so the, I was being challenged, being challenged of what I can do and, and stuff. And I don't like being last. I mean, sometimes I'm satisfied of being in the middle, but I really like to be first, right? I want to be on first, but so that's why I like working out by myself, okay? Because then I'm always first. <laughs> you know, I don't have to worry about it. But he got me challenged, and he got me thinking, and I said, you know, so I started working at some things. You know, I, one of the things I don't want, I just don't want, I just don't want to deteriorate, right? I just don't want to go by the wayside. You know, I want to stay in the fight. I want to stay in the struggle. So I came up with this thing, and I did it. I did it. I kind of worked my way up to it, but I managed here last week. It was Monday, actually. I did a 21 to 1. Okay, 21 to 1. Start out 21 push-ups, 21 body squats, just body squats. Then you do 20. Then you do 19. Then you do 18. Ended up being 231. I did it in 25 minutes. But I got, this is my revelation, right? About five minutes into it, my legs are screaming. Why are you doing?
doing this. At least this was the message I thought I was hearing. He's like, why are you doing this to us? Don't you know this is crazy? So anyway, I kept going, pushed through. About halfway through, or actually about 10 minutes into it, everything started settling down. It's just like, okay, we can do this. Okay. So what I was doing was misinterpreting. They weren't saying, why are you doing this? They were saying, hey, we're here to do this with you, but we need some help down here. All right? How about some oxygen? Right? All right, brain? Lung, lungs got to kick in there some, you know? Let's, let's take in some more air. The heart, heart, pick up the pace, you know? Come on, let's get it going. You know, send some nutrients down to the legs, you know? Send some nutrients to the chest, you know? And then he started working on that. Okay, we're starting to overheat here. Let's pour out some perspiration. I say that because sweat doesn't sound nice. So perspire, right? Okay, cool. So get some cooling going on. So the system is working, right? The body is working its function. It was something that I I thought was kind of crazy. I don't know why I did it, but actually I did it, and then I wasn't, it's not so bad. So tomorrow, it's 22 to 1. So take it up another step, right? Take it up another step. Take it up another notch. And, uh, you know, things just doesn't seem as hard as they used to be. But now I'm understanding what the body is saying. It's saying, I need something here. Okay, we can do this, but as long as you're supplying what it needs, we can do this. So it wasn't like they're being rebellious and saying, why are you doing this to me? They're saying, hey, send some help down here and we can do this. So a couple thoughts. Okay, a couple thoughts. One is, if you want to go and do more in life, you got to get around somebody that's going to challenge you, right? You got to get around some other people that are doing stuff. Okay, then, then, then it's going to start rubbing off. Okay, they're doing it, so I can do it. Okay, if you don't have a dream in your life, you don't have a goal in your life, well, you got to get around people that are dreaming. You got to get around people that are wanting more, okay, that are desiring more. They're reaching out. They're doing something different. Um. So, so it's a challenge in that. And I started thinking in, in just in my uh, spiritual life. You know, it's one, physical is one thing. Spiritual is very similar. It kind of rhymes. It's not exactly the same, but there's just definitely some rhythm that's going on there. It's rhyming, right? If you want more from God and in a spiritual way, you know, somehow you got to get that desire down into your heart. One of the best ways to do that is get around others, that have that desire in their heart. Why don't you go to conferences, right? Why don't you go to youth convention? You know, we know we can't live in youth convention day in and day out, but once in a while when you get down there and that one time a year or twice a year or five times a year, we go to campgrounds and it's just, it's, it's inspiring and something happens. You know, it's a revival spirit saying, and there's something in us that says, hey, I want more. You get around others, you know, and you see God pouring out his spirit. You see how God has blessed somebody. And, and you're thinking to yourself, well, God isn't stingy, right? God isn't just holding back. He's wanting to pour it out on anybody who is willing. And something gets inside of our heart and in our soul, and we start thinking to ourselves, hey, I want something more here. There's something more for me here. There's more that I can do. There's more that I, I, can, I can have in my life. And it helps you through those struggles. See, the struggle 
isn't to take you down. The struggle is to move you up higher. Right? It's to move us up higher. It's the interpretation of it. Okay? That's the interpretation of it. You may think, oh, man, this thing is just taking me down. Why are we having to go through this? But God is allowing the struggle is so you can step on it and move up. So you can overcome it. Okay? Uh, there's something about when you start building yourself up spiritually and stronger, you're able to take it and handle a whole lot more. But God allows things to come in our lives not to tear us down. He wants us to face it and overcome it. He'll strengthen you in it. And then it's better. You know, it's just something about getting some wins that keeps you going. You got to get some wins. imagine when you're bowling. I mean, I like bowling. I get a seven once in a while. Six. But when I get the ten on that first one, guys, yeah, that's exciting. You ever lose that thrill? You're, you're a great bowler. You ever lose the thrill of getting that strike? You don't lose it, right? It's, it's fun. It's awesome. You know, playing baseball. Man, when you swing that bat and you connect with that ball, yeah, there's something about it. Man, I got on first base. First time in years. <laughs> no, but it's exciting, you know, when, you, when something happens. You know, when you're playing the field and you're running as hard as you can, you reach out and you catch that fly ball. Yeah. Got to win. It's exciting. It's good. And a lot of times we get faced with things and sometimes they're hard to deal with. One of the hardest things to deal with is failure. I hate the feeling of failure. It's like bowling, right? End of the rounds, you're the last guy up. You can win, but you gotta have that strike. Okay, nine isn't going to do it. Spare is not going to do it. Got to have the strike. Yeah. Is that why you do You practice all, man. Okay. Me, I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's all on me. Right? I've been in it playing softball, right? You're, it's two outs. You know, you got some guys on base. The only thing I need is a first base hit, right? A base hit, and we win. And it's all on you. Everybody's looking at you, you know. The best. Yeah, come on, Rick. You can do it. You can do it. Well, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> but anyway, you're, you're, you know, it's that you connect and you get it. It's awesome. But you got all that anxiety. Wonder if I don't, right? You know, oh man, everybody's gonna be down and stuff. You down on yourself, man. You're no good. You can't do this. I don't like this feeling anymore. I'm not gonna try this anymore because got that feeling of failure right that failure and we don't like to fail i don't like the feeling of failure i mean i remember i tried a a vending machine business one time bought vending machines you know that's gonna run vending machines oh man what a mess up that was i was so embarrassed uh, I never want. I didn't want to talk to anybody about it. I just wanted to, just, 
lost money and all that stuff and blah 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 like man i'm not cut out for this um i'm never going to try anything like that again uh it's too embarrassing and so i'm not I'm just not going to try anything you know i'm i'm I just go back to my old job and just, even though I don't like it, I'm just going to stay here with it. I'm not going to try anything like that again. That's too, that's too hurtful, right? And now I see it happen to people all the time. They're afraid to venture out because they get, it's uncomfortable, right? You got that feeling. It's like, ugh, I don't like that. I can't do that. Right? I failed at it, so that means I can't do it. I mean, if how many times have you guys ever done something? I mean, sometimes you can rebound from it, but anytime you do something that's new, that's different, there's always that point of you're going to mess up. Right? Nobody gets it right the first time around. Right? Nobody does. I had to come to grips with that. What helped me was I started listening to other people that were successful. And they started talking about all their failures first. <laughs> they had to go through. I'm like, oh, they went through the same stuff I went through. You know, so it's okay to mess up. Because everybody messes up. We're not perfect. We have to get through it. It's a struggle. And I interpreted as the struggle was to keep me down and never try to do anything else again. That wasn't, that wasn't what it was saying. It was saying, okay, what do you got to do different next time? Okay, I misinterpreted it. Okay, in, in life, you can misinterpret a lot of things. There's, there's things in life that are there in place. It's, it's to strengthen you and to help you overcome. I'll show it to you. I'll read the scripture. This is my scripture for today. Interpreting the struggle. All right, here it is. Figure out how to use my iPad. All right. The struggle in Romans chapter 5, verses 2 through 5. Speaking of Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith. Am I reading the right one? Faith. Okay, mine. Okay. Oh, I see what it did. All right. Through. Okay. It, it, I don't know, my, my iPad was messing up here. Okay, through whom also we have access by faith into the grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So notice that word hope. Um, as you read your Bibles, this would be my challenge to you, is, uh, you know, pick out a book. Let's say you pick out Ephesians or Romans or whatever it is and make, a, make yourself a goal. I'm going to... Read this book for one month. I'm going to read it every day. I'm going to read a chapter a day for one month. Chapter a day for one month. Chapter a day. So you start repeating it. So I think there's six chapters in Ephesians. So, so in a month time, um, you could read it about five times. Okay, five times that one book. And then you start going through there and you start asking yourself some questions. But you also start picking out key words. Okay, and kind of highlight those words. And you see those words repeated. And there's usually a message in it. So in this, it says, we rejoice in the hope. So remember the word hope. Okay, we have that hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces perseverance. So we 
And not only that, but we glory or we rejoice or we get excited about tribulations. Yeah! I'm going through this stuff. People are persecuting me and throwing stuff at me. People are, uh, back in that day, they would confiscate your house and all your belongings and throw you out on the street. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever to glory and tribulations. Man, what is he thinking here? I mean, what's the interpretation here? (laughs) I'm missing it, especially if I was going. So he says this tribulation produces perseverance. And sometimes we may not want any perseverance. <laughs> I'd rather have my house back. <laughs> but perseverance. Okay, it's patient endurance. Okay, some endurance. Okay, he's like a long-distance runner. You know, he's got to have some endurance. You've got to get that built up. Okay, how do you build it up? Well, you've got to practice. Okay, you've got to go through it. Um, you know, you got to go through some stuff. Okay, so, so, so the struggle isn't just a struggle on its own. It's to prepare you for something else. It's for preparing you for something better. So this tribulation, this persecution, is something we build some endurance. Okay, not, okay so not just endurance, uh, patience, and this perseverance character. Now, this is experience. It must be King James Version up there. Is that what it is? Okay, so it says experience and, and character. Okay, experience is a good one. Okay, that's a good word, both of them. Character and experience. Because what, what, it, what it meant was, let me read it while I'm here. Um, character, and, and this is just out of... Um, um, the dictionary of the, of the Old Testament or New Testament. It's trying to learn genuineness of something by examination and testing. Okay, it's it's learning something by you know being something that's being genuine by examination and testing, often through actual use to test, to examine, to try to determine the genuineness of uh, the testing. In other words, it's like gold. How do you get pure gold? You put it in the fire, right? You got to melt it down. All the impurities start coming out. And so you got to go through that testing process. You got to go through the fire. Right? You got to go through the tribulations. You got to go through the struggles. There's something pure and something good that's going to come out of it. It's got to be tested. It's got to be tried. You got to go through that experience. Right? And that produces this character. Of, it's going to be genuine. Right? It's going to be real. It's going to be something that, you know, that holds, that's a value. So you are valuable to God. And, and, and God's going to work on perfecting you. He does that by allowing these tribulations and struggles to come forth. And when it's done, you're like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a better person because of this. Right? There's something that's a value. So he's saying, uh, so, so you have these tribulations. They help you build some endurance, some patience, and that's going to build character or experience. It's going to be tested. Then he says, 
this is going to bring about hope. There's the word again, hope. Hope. Hope is to look forward with confidence to that which is good and beneficial. We have some hope. Now, in verse 5, it says, Now hope does not disappoint. King James says, ashamed. Okay, you're not going to be ashamed. You're not going to be disappointed. Because the love of God has been poured out in your hearts by the Holy Spirit who he's given. So, so what he's saying here, okay, you're going through this tribulation. You're going through these struggles and stuff. And it's producing something in you. At the end of it, it's, it's producing this hope that you have in Jesus Christ. And he's saying this hope will not be ashamed. Okay, you're not going to be disappointed. In other words, let's take for instance that uh, you're going to make an investment in something. Right? So you go and you see your investment counselor, and he blows this thing up. He says, yeah, man, you're going to make all kinds. You know, this is a good investment. You're going to make, you know, you're going to double your money in a couple years on it. So you buy into it. And Two years later, you lost everything. And somebody asked, hey, what, what happened with all that money you had? Well, let's talk about something else. <laughs> right? You got, you're pretty ashamed. Right? You know, you're pretty wiped out. You're thinking, well, man, I, I'm really disappointed. You know, that didn't work out the way you said it would. But this says you will not be ashamed. And it's talking about the hope of this glory, the hope that we have. Okay, we're not going to be ashamed. So we have some hope. What is that hope? That's hope is in Jesus Christ. Okay, so what he was saying is this stuff is producing something, and you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You may lose all your worldly possessions, but let me tell you something. You are not going to be ashamed. Okay, Christ is not going to leave you hanging. What you put your faith and trust in him He's going to come through. Okay, you don't have to worry about it. It may seem like everything's falling apart. It may seem like you don't have any hope. It may seem like you're losing everything. It just seems like you're going through this daily struggle and there's no end to it. But Paul was saying in the letter, he was saying, we have this hope and you're not going to be disappointed with this hope. Okay, Jesus Christ will not disappoint. Okay, he's going to come through no matter what. In the end, and through it all, Jesus is going to be there with you. Okay, he is not, you're not going to be ashamed. You're not going to be disappointed. Okay, yeah, we are facing struggles. We face hard times. We fa face difficulties. But Christ is right there with you all the time. And he's not going to leave you comfortless. He's not going to leave you hanging. He's not going to give up on you. You may say, well, I make this mistake, and I mess this up, I mess that up. It does not matter. The blood of Jesus doesn't matter on that, right? It's not leaving you. It's not forsaking you. Okay, you are his child. He's going to be there with you. He allows the struggles to bring out the best in you. Okay, you cannot get stronger without the struggle. You just can't. Okay, that purifies it. It brings out the best. You can't get pure gold without the heat. Okay, you can't build muscle without some agony, without the struggles. You can't do anything within life without some struggles. So it's how do we embrace the struggle? The struggle is there to make us stronger. 
Okay, we can look at, oh, it's just hard. It's just struggles. It's just hard. It's hard, and you keep going through the same stuff. But God's wanting to work something in us. I, I jotted down some quotes here. See, see, the problem is we get into this complacency. This was by A.W. Tozer. He said, spiritual complacency is more deadly than anything the devil can bring against us in our upward struggle. Okay, read again. Spiritual complacency is more deadly than anything the devil can bring against us in our upward struggle. Okay, we're struggling to go up. Okay, we're struggling to go up higher. Um, the problem, the problem is something happens, right? Something happens in the struggle, and, and we feel defeated, okay? We don't like that feeling, and we stop. We stop. St- stop staying in the fight. Stop struggling. Stop progressing. Uh, we just stay put. And it's bad. That's not good. Um, here's another one. God is more interested in our finding him in life struggles than protecting us from struggles. Right. God's more interested. In, so you can find Christ in the struggle. Okay, you keep looking up. Keep looking to him. Okay, because we're not going to be pre- protected from struggles. Okay, we're all going to go through them. It's just how we're going to see it. Okay, this is something that's going to better me or is it something going to take me down? This one I really like. Let me ask you a question first. What would be the opposite of, um, uh, let me just say discipline. What's the opposite of discipline? Procrastination, right? (laughs) Nobody has a problem with procrastination, I guess. All right, nobody procrastinates. I don't procrastinate. I just put things off, right? It says God, or um, the procrastination, the procrastinating man is forever struggling with ruin. Or you could say it this way: the man who procrastinates is always struggling with misfortunes because he keeps putting it off. Things that need to be done, and usually the things that need to be done is stuff that you don't like to do. Right? If I'm on the ark, the last thing I want to do today is shovel manure. I don't know how to handle that. Day in, day out. Me. You get up in the morning. Yeah, we get to go shovel. Ah, stinky. Don't like it. Maybe make a game out of it. I don't know. Maybe you remember, if you're Japheth, you remember. I'm going to sneak some of this into Ham's bed so when he gets in, he can. (laughs) I don't know. You may, I don't know what you, I know what they did with it. I don't know. But he had to deal with it, right? You just have to deal with stuff. Stuff. And you can't procrastinate because it keeps getting higher and higher and higher. And these challenges in life, if we don't learn to take care of them, they keep accumulating on it. Then next thing we know, we're overwhelmed. Right? And it really gets stinky when you're overwhelmed. 
It gets, it gets smelly. It's it hard to get us down. It's hard to get back out again. It's hard to overcome again. But then you can get around somebody that's engaged in the struggle. Okay, that's engaged. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna overcome this. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm on your side. Okay, we're we're gonna overcome it. Okay, this is hard. It's difficult, but we can stay in it. We can overcome this. Right? God is gonna be with us. God is gonna help us. And, and we we can do this. Okay, we can do this. Um, and that's kind of the vision that we got to have, I believe, not just in life, but in church, you know, we can do this. Okay, we can do this. This church is here. It's here to stay. We're going to have our struggles. We're going to have our difficulties. We're going to have our challenges. Okay, we're going to have our personality challenges, but we can do this. Okay, we're going to overcome this. Yeah, we can see people saved. We can see people filled with God's spirit. Okay, we can be a better witness. Okay, I was thinking on this, you know, of, of, of performance, okay, I, uh, I, I don't know, this just stays in my mind, I, this, that the spirit of Caleb, right, the spirit of Caleb, when he was 80 years old, he said, give me my mountain, I'm just as strong today as I was 40 years ago, okay, I saw that mountain 40 years ago, and I wanted it then, and I still want it today, that is my mountain, give it to me, hey, he wasn't going to give up on it. You know, everybody else would have been saying, hey, you know, you're too old to do battle. Don't go out there. Don't fight. No, don't do this. You might get hurt or whatever. It's time to settle in. It's time to retire, you know, and retirement didn't have any business with Caleb. Okay, I'm not against somebody uh, leaving a job. You know, you, you, you've saved money, you know, and it's, you can get out, get out, but never get into retirement mode. Where, where life is easy, you know, stay in a struggle somewhere, right? Get in there and fight for something. If it's fighting for your family or it's fighting for your church, stay in there, okay? Because there's, there's benefits in the struggle, okay? Stay in that struggle. Stay in the fight. Fight for something. Fight for somebody else. You know, struggle with somebody else in there, okay? Get, get, pray with somebody else. Intercede for somebody else, one of the things uh, Caleb was, he, would, he was definitely a high performer. He wasn't going down easy, right? He's going to stay in that fight. And I was thinking as I was praying, you know, to have, um, we're talking about performance, high performance prayer, right? Get something, you know, bombard heaven. Sometimes you just got to take it by force. And that's scriptural. You know, sometimes you just have to be demanding on it. No, not demanding God, but you're demanding what, what needs to be done, what is right. No, you got to defeat the enemy, defeat the spirit that's coming against you. Because there's evil spirits that want to keep you down, that want to keep you away from God. And it requires discipline, discipline and praying, disciplines in your life to overcome these things. Or else procrastination comes in and overwhelms us. So we just got to stay diligent. You're here today because you're, you're, you did it on purpose. Okay, you did it on purpose. And, and, and that speaks volumes of you. You know, you can be at home eating cocoa pebbles if you wanted to. But you come in here to hear some crazy guy up here. But, uh, two crazy guys. <laughs> uh, that's why we get along so well. Yeah. Well, we, we're both meeting challenges. 
Okay, we're wanting to progress. We're wanting to go forward. You know, we have our limitations. We have our mental messes that we have to deal with. Right? But we keep moving forward. We can't give up. Okay, we can't give up. Uh, we keep pressing because there's souls that need to be saved. Okay, there's people that need to be helped. There's people that need to be blessed. And God has brought us into the kingdom for such as time as this. We are in the kingdom of God for this time. You're in this place, you're in this church, and every single person in this church has a place, has a position, has a need that only you can meet. And God has placed you in here to meet that need. So the church is counting on you, right? It's counting on me. Everybody has to do their part in the struggle, okay? Not give up, but we hang in there. And sometimes we hear this message, it's not, hey, I... Maybe I should just quit. You know, don't give in to that message. Okay, that message will not build character. It will not build endurance. It will not build that hope that we need. But when you hang in that struggle, when you hang in the fight and say, no, I'm not leaving. I'm hanging in here. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have my brother's back. Right, I'm going to have my sister's back. Okay, I'm going to stand shoulder to shoulder. I'm not running. I'm not leaving them behind. Okay, I, I, I'm interested in this revival. I'm interested in this kingdom, in this church. And I want to do my part in this church. I want to give myself to it because this is what it's important. This is what God has called me and you to do, is to give ourselves into it. Yes, it's a struggle, but it's going to make us better. The struggle, when you endure the struggle, it always will make you better. Okay, if you don't let it take you down, you take it down. Okay, I'm going to be in charge of it. Okay, I'm, I'm going to win this thing. I'm going, I'm going to get my mountain, right? I, I'm not going down defeated. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to stay in the struggle. I'm going to stay in the fight. Okay, God's going to strengthen you. You're going to gain spiritual muscle, right? You're going to become stronger. You're going to become better. You're going to serve with excellence. Okay, give yourself to the excellent work, whatever it is. If it's shoveling stinky stuff give it with excellence right just give excellence to it I don't don't know the answer to it all but I know you gotta keep going okay as Martin Luther King used to say if you're a street sweeper be the best street sweeper you can be do it with excellence it's kind of like, uh, I think I wrote this down. I did. Let me read it so I get it right, if I can find it. Uh, I might have put it in the beginning. I don't follow my notes, you know. I don't know why I make them. What did I do with that? Oh, here it is. Okay. It's, called, it's talking about plumbing. It says, An excellent plumber is infinitely more admirable than an incompetent philosopher. Okay, an excellent plumber is infinitely more admirable than an incompetent philosopher. The society which scorns excellence in plumbing because plumbing is a humble activity and tolerates shoddiness in philosophy 
because this is an exalted activity, will have neither good plumbing nor good philosophy. Right? I want, if a plumber's going to come work in my house, I want it done by code. <laughs> I don't want to have any leaks, right? Uh, I want it done right. So it's just saying it's comparing it. And sometimes we want excellence in these things, but then we, oh, that part's okay. You know, in philosophy. Okay, we can't have it. Okay, it doesn't work. Okay, it's, it's all falling apart. It's going to crumble down. Um, we give ourselves to excellence in whatever, whatever we do. And um, one last challenge here, and I'm done. I'm done. I shared a story with you earlier. And this is just, again, it's, it's just me, right? Uh, I find this just helps me, right, is exercising, okay, working out. And the uh, only reason I used that story was because I got some, it helps me achieve certain goals, right? It keeps me going, it keeps me motivated. So I got another goal I want to hit with it. Um, only reason I'm telling you this, because what has affected me is when these other guys shared their goals and what they're doing with me. I said, oh, they're doing it, so I'm doing do this, all right? So now I do have spiritual goals, okay? I'm going to read my Bible so much. You know, I, I have that an hour set aside in the morning, okay? This is where I'm going to do my Bible study. This is where I'm going to do my praying. Okay, I set that time aside. I've been doing that for a lot of years now, and it's really benefited me, all right? This, this is what I do. Okay, it's actually about an hour and a half. Now, not everybody has maybe that kind of time, but this is the time that I set aside. I'm going to get up early, and this is what I'm going to get done because this is what's important to me. Um, so, the, so you set that priority. So I, I want to encourage you. Okay? I want to challenge you to set some type of goal and share it with somebody. Okay? I want you to share it with somebody. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You may think it's not that important. Okay, if you share it with somebody that's going to rejoice with you when you achieve it, all right? You're going to feel good, right? Maybe you can talk to, hey, man, I'm struggling with this. Maybe you can help me. Okay, if anything else, share it with me. But share, share something. Share your victories. Sister Sandy, we share those victories. Okay, you share them. It's a victory, and there's just something about it. Josh, just something about winning. <laughs> but if you don't get into the struggle and, and stay in there in the fight, you'd never experience the joy of winning. So, so get something in your mind. Okay, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for this amount of time. Okay, maybe it's shut out 10 minutes. Okay, I'm, if you're not doing it, maybe 10 minutes a day or something. Okay, I'm going to read my Bible 10 minutes a day. I'm going to read Ephesians. I'm going to stay in Ephesians for an entire month. I'm going to read a chapter a month, or, or a chapter a day for a month, and, and just stay in there. Okay, you're going to start building yourself up, you know, and share that with somebody. And at the end of the month, hey, I did it. This is what I learned. Okay, this is what I learned. See, it's a challenge. Okay, but it's, it's something that builds you up. You've got to get some wins. Okay, you've got to have the thrill of winning. Okay, do something that you, it's a little challenging, but you know you can do it. Okay, you know you can do it. 
I don't. This may not get everybody up jumping and whatever, but this is gonna this is gonna make a huge difference in your life when you get these wins. Maybe you already have, but share it with somebody. Okay, we want to hear it. Okay, I love hearing stories when people are going through a struggle, but they make it through it. You know, and this is what I learned from it. Okay, we're making it better. You know, it's hard to take on something really huge until you get some smaller ones. And you start working, you start building yourself up. And share your story. Okay, share that story. Okay, I've been going through this battle, but hey, I, I got victory over that. Okay, I did this and this and this. God blessed it. Now I got the victory. Victory is good. Okay, victory is exciting. It makes life enjoyable. Okay, because you, you're making it through that struggle. And now I've learned something. I've become better. Okay, life is better because of this. Don't let the struggles of life get you down. Realize these are here in place to make us better, to make us stronger. And, and don't misinterpret it, the meaning behind it. Okay, God is never leaving you over saying God is always with you in the struggle. But he's wanting something purified in us. Praise God. So I start thanking God for the struggles. Maybe we can be along with those people that praise God for tribulation. Rejoice in the tribulation. Because something better is coming. I may have lost everything here in this life, but I know something better is coming. Okay, I stayed in this fight. I got this hope. God is not going to disappoint me. Okay, I'm not going to be ashamed. He's not going to leave me hanging. He's not... You know, it's not like I'm putting trust in a bad investment firm. Right? When you invest in Jesus Christ, it will produce. It will happen. Amen. That's how we stand. Share your victories. I want to hear some victories. Amen. Whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. Okay? We want revival. You can come on up, Sister Teresa. We want revival. I want to see people saved. I want to see people committing their lives to Jesus Christ. But I want people here to have a better life. Okay, we want to have a great life. I, I don't know what your life is, okay? I know in my case, I want something better. It's not that it's horrible now, but I want it better. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. God wants us to be fruitful and multiply. Okay, he wants us to multiply. And... Uh, Pastor, this is a great message for you. Okay? Be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> That's what happens when you get married. Fruitful and multiply. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, sure. There's victories to be won here today. Okay, there's victories. If you stay in the fight, stay in the struggle. Don't let it get it down. Don't let it get you a bad attitude. Don't let a bad spirit come upon you because of the struggle. Okay, realize that struggle there is there to make you better. Like, I'm getting better because of the struggle. God, thank you for this struggle. Thank you for this hard time. I know I'm going to be better in the end. Okay, it's just how you approach it. It's your approach. It's your approach to it. Right? I look forward to Mondays. Because Mondays is a day of opportunity. You know, sometimes if you just do the opposite of the crowd, you're better off. You know, it's often said, whatever the media is telling you, just believe the opposite, and it's probably true. 
So whatever it tells you, you know, this is this is a great day. It's a great day to be alive. Amen. Praise God. Amen. What would this come to the front? Let's, I don't know. Let's just spend some time in prayer. Let's think about. Talk to God. Think about that gold, something that you can lean into, something you can press for. Because we're going to hear some victories. Amen. We want to hear these victories. Praise God.